Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. It's a bright, beautiful, and sunny Monday morning. Really feels like the offseason this week because we have the Combine. Sal heads to Indianapolis today. Coverage of the NFL Combine on WGR brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Fast, sustainable weight loss, then free support for life. Awaken180weightloss.com and by Outlet Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Good morning, Sal. Good morning. Hope you had a great weekend. I did. I was uh, the weather, weather was nice. I mean, it was cold. It was cold, yeah, for sure. But so you're heading to Indianapolis today. You are uh, all packed and ready. I am. I'm actually. I am somebody who like until I literally get on the plane, I'll keep thinking, "Did I forget something? Did I forget something? Did I forget yep. something?" Uh, so as soon as I leave the house, I'll be thinking about do I have to go back and get something? Um, as I've been sitting here waiting for you to bring me on, I literally said to Josh, "All right, well, I'm packing, so give me a second. I just want to go through <laughs> everything again." So that's what I was doing. Um, yeah, I think I'm good. You know. It's like one of those deals where you got to work all day because you're at the convention center slash Lucas Oil Stadium right there. So you're kind of, you know, you're going in and, you know, I'll be on the show, the Extra Point Show, obviously. We're going to be real fluid this week so everybody knows what the Extra Point Show. I'll be there. You'll be back here, Josh, Zach, everybody. We're going to be kind of doing our thing. And if someone comes by, we can interview. It's just going to be a fluid situation. Uh, But then, you know, it's talking to people, writing articles, Mm -hmm. and then... It's okay. And then at night, what's the weather? Got to head out, get some dinner, get a bite to eat. It's a great city. Uh, what am I wearing? Those kinds of things I are popping yeah. through my head. Like, am I, am I properly packed for all the different scenarios that are going to occur over the next four days? Yeah. You, you are more uh, – I'm more casual on stuff like that. I'm more mm-hmm. just, hey, if I forgot something, I'll just stop at uh, Target and <laughs> I'll, I'll buy it. No way. I'll just Not buy me. another one. I mean, Not it would me. have to be – I mean, you, know, you can't do that with everything, right? You can't forget your phone. You can't forget your uh, – you know, if you're going out of the country, you can't forget your passport or your license or things like that. 
So the essentials you got to have, that's uh, that's at least for sure. I, you- I will do that, though. You're right. If I forget something, I, I would do, do that. Yep. Like shaving cream or something, right? Mm-hmm. But but I, I'm not. I yeah, need yeah, to make stuff. sure. Like, it's more the clothing for me. Like, do I have something? For, it's going to be like 30 degrees one night. Yeah. Just like here. It's going to be real nice. And then late in the week, it's going to get a little colder. And I'm like, am I prepared for that? That kind of thing. Yep. So Combine Week this week, Sal, Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And we. It's not just about the prospects. Um, as I'm sure you'll detail here, but we we all often hear from, or we will hear from coaches and GMs, and you know it's more than just the prospects this week. Yeah, so let's give a rundown for what's happening this week, so everybody on WGR understands. Um, normally, we don't hear from coaches and GMs until Tuesday. Uh, that's been moved a little bit this year because Sean McDermott is now on the NFL's competition committee. He actually has meetings to, starting Tuesday and throughout the week, so. We're going to hear from him later this afternoon. Like, literally, Joe, I'm getting to Indy, heading over there. We're going to hear from him later this afternoon during Show Open the Bulldog. Sean McDermott's going to speak to the Buffalo local media. So we'll have that for you here on WGR. And, you know, that'll be questions about the season and free agents and the draft. It'll be questions about the competition committee. Um, normally, that's on Tuesday. It'll be sped up. So that's later today, so everybody's aware. Then, tomorrow, we will hear Brandon Bean is scheduled to be at one of the podiums in the traditional sense how they do it. At 1.15 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. That's when Brandon Bean will speak to the local media, to the rest of the media. Anybody can go over there. I can I can walk to any podium and talk to any coach or GM who's at a podium. I mean, it's one of those deals where you literally have to shout your questions and get it in. You know what I mean? In 15 minutes. But there's enough people there. Um, so that'll happen as well. Uh, that's 1.15 tomorrow. Players start arriving tomorrow. They start on-field testing. I believe it's defensive linemen and linebackers tomorrow. And every day, it's a new position group. That's when players start meeting with the media. So there's a lot going on. We also have agents there. That's when all those rumors start happening and all the different conversations start happening of free agents, who might be heading where, what's happening. We're going to start to probably hear about more releases and restructures, things like that. So it's a, it's, it's, it, even though it's prospect, right, combine, yep. it is all-encompassing for everything that's happening in the NFL. It's really laying the groundwork for what's going to happen from here forward through free agency and beyond. Yeah. Everyone's got together, same place, um, yep. and then things will happen just on that, right? Like people will have conversations. Yeah. I'm sure hanging out at night, and something you know might come about that that way—a trade or restructuring or mm-hmm. free agency stuff. So, what are we expecting to, or what would we like to, I guess, find out by the end of the week when it comes to the coach and the GM? Like defensive play calling might be one of these things, Sal, that I expected to be asked this week. A big one, I. I mean, as I sit here right now, I could be wrong. I, my anticipation, I'm going to guess on this, right, and just say my prediction is we're going to hear from the Bills that they haven't made that decision yet, that they're going to wait until they see how it goes and have those conversations with Bobby Babich and Sean McDermott and maybe even kind of put it into practice, like in OTAs and in minicamp. And not, I don't think the Bills necessarily at this point would probably want to commit to that. Unless they're fully on board, they can. There's no doubt. They may say Bobby Babbage is calling the defense. They may say Sean McDermott's going to stay calling the defense. But I think the indication right now is we'll probably hear something along the lines of they're going to kind of wait and see and talk it out and see what's best for the team. So, yeah, that's one thing. I think the other thing really – now, that's really Sean more than anything. Mm-hmm. For Brandon, it's how are you going to get under the cap? I mean, I know they've the the NFL raised it to 255, which is great for it's not just the Bills, everybody, but might get you a little more towards being able to keep a player, having a little more money to spend on what you already budgeted that you were going to go under. But they have a lot of work to do. There's still 40 million dollars plus over the cap. Like, how are you going to do that? What's going to happen? And 
that's, I think, some of the stuff that we're going to be hearing from him. I think as far as coaching staff, they're pretty set. You know, I, I don't think of any spot they don't that they have open necessarily. So those are the kinds of things I think you're thinking about and talking about this week. And then the league stuff. You know, Sean's on the competition committee now. They're going to start laying the groundwork this week, Joe, for the hip drop tackle, yep. tush push, kickoffs, you know, with concussions. So all of those things are going to be talked about this week. Do you have any sense of where McDermott stands on any of those types of things as we've talked to him over the years? Put Tush push maybe in particular? Because I might want to guess that's the one that's going to get the most headlines in the next weeks and months. Um, I don't remember. I He may have answered it when they played Philly or – you know, the Bills do it, right, themselves. Yeah, so, right. I mean, and are, they have and a, are good a, at it, usually. So I would I would think that maybe the Bills are for keeping it because, hey, then nobody can stop us doing it either. We have a right. quarterback who's pretty incredible at it. So, yeah, um, I'm not really sure where he stands on stuff like that. But I do know that, you know, um, that's a spot, like the competition committee he got named to, that it's pretty prestigious to be on that committee in the NFL. you got to think there's only usually – like maximum, I think like 12 people, normally about 10. I think there's nine right now. They could add somebody else. You have to be either a head coach, a GM, or somebody in an executive position uh, in your organization. Yeah. Bill Belichick was on it. He's no longer with a team, so he's no longer on it. So essentially, Sean McDermott's filling his spot, or Sean McVay is, yeah. but there's a few people out and a few people in this year, and that's a pretty prestigious spot. Am I right, too, in thinking this way? I know we have not really had an off season of is Sean McDermott on the hot seat and you know people lining up to call in about him being fired. I mean, we had some of that during the season last year, but I think we all kind of, you know, are in the same place of we just don't really think it's going to happen and then you could debate till you're blue in the face the merits of it, but you know, like it's probably not going to happen. Am I am I right in thinking that McDermott I saw I saw Tim Graham kind of say the same thing in his uh, article this morning, that like Goodell wouldn't choose someone that he didn't think would be in his job securely for at least a while, right? Like, would you agree with that, Sal? That the way that Goodell might go about picking who's on the competition committee, he wouldn't just pick someone that he thinks, well, in six months I might have to replace this guy because he's going to be out of a job. I that's a really good question. I thought about it myself. I think that would be. Complete speculation on all of our parts, unless okay. Roger Goodell said that, because yeah. obviously Roger Goodell has no idea what's going to happen with these coaches, right? Anything could happen. You could hire, you could bring a guy on and he decides to retire or something happens, he gets fired. I, I agree. It's a really good question because I thought that is a type of position that you'd like to have consistency because there's a lot of things to get talked about, Joe, that you carry over to next year. And if you have the same voices talking about him, gathering that information, Mike Tomlin's been on that committee for years, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, you'd love that. So it really is interesting to think about it. What I think is more important is it's probably just someone who has a lot of skin in the game who's been around a while. And whether or not you're going to continue to be around a while, it's somebody who's very well respected in the league, has had their jobs, been in their position. And how about this? Even if you lost your job, you'd probably get hired somewhere else, right? Because, uh, you know, you have that. So, yeah, it's a really interesting spot right there. But those are one of the, that's one of the things on the docket. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. It's, you know, the combine is so much about, prospects and it's going to be about that but it is a lot about the pro stuff that's going on and remember yeah. last year that's when we heard leslie frazier that right that was when we were told that he stepped away i will tell you right now like last year this week is when 
it basically became known there's no way the Bills can retain Tremaine Edmonds. Like, he's going to get paid, and it came out of the combine like he's going to be the highest-paid linebacker, and he basically was. Yep. Do you, with that being said, I, I was going to mention that because I remember that about Edmonds, it kind of happening that week where yep. it kind of made it seem like, okay, we probably should start thinking about other things for him. Do you expect to have a stronger feeling one way or the other at the end of this week of whether Gabe Davis is going to be gone or they might actually get him done before free agency? I don't know if I'll have a stronger way because right now I think it's going to be very challenging. And as I sit here right now, I think that, you know, it's it's most likely he's not going to be back. But I do think there's a chance. I, I do think the Bills want to have a conversation with him and he wants to have a conversation with them to see what can happen. I just think that the way this has been trending, the money you're looking at, the Bills cap situation, it's going to be very hard. I, I would think that I would think the same thing by the end of the week. The only way it would change, Joe, for me is if I went the other way and said, I think the Bills have a better chance to keep him, if that makes sense. Like right now, I'm going into the week thinking he's going to get paid somewhere. It's going to be really challenging for the Bills. I think this week we'll start to hear about that and confirm that and that teams are who's who might be in, but kind of confirm that that's the case. If you talk to me on Thursday or Friday and I have any change, it might be the other way, which is, you know what? There might be more of a chance here than I thought, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'll be interested in general. We're going to hear from Bean, as you mentioned. If with the new cap space, which is higher than I, I'm, maybe even the bills were budgeting, I don't know. Like, it, if Bean sounds any different, because re, remind me, Sal, but it, he sounded at the end of season press conference like there's not much that's going to be able to be had in free agency. And maybe he'll sound the same, but that'll be something to listen to, right? Like, whether or not he does sound any more open to, you know, being able to give, like, one sizable contract out or with with the new cap space. I agree with that. Now, the new cap space, and I don't know how much teams were clued in and when they were clued in, but I can tell you that at the end of the season, Brandon Bean didn't know what it was. He even said he was asked at the press conference, like, what's your number over the cap? And he said, tell me what the cap's going to be. He didn't know. He said, you tell me what it is, I'll tell you what we're over because – They hadn't had that yet. And then we started to hear rumblings that, and and generally, I think, Joe, at the end of the season, teams were kind of expecting between 240, 250. Towards a couple weeks ago, we started hearing, you know what? Might actually be closer to 250. And then, bam, it's 255. So that probably was a bit of a surprise and nice one for a lot of teams to be able to operate a little more. I think what's going to happen here with the Bills, though, is to me, it probably gets you to maybe you don't have to restructure. Excuse me, restructure somebody you might have thought you were going to have to restructure to create a little more space okay. because the bills don't want to do that, right? They don't they don't want to kick a lot of money down the road. It might be able to allow you to keep two guys maybe down the down the totem pole, if you want to call it that, that you may have had to let go. And I always use the example like Levi Wallace a couple of years ago. Not that Levi Wallace is a great player, right? The Bills wanted to keep him. Remember when the Bills agreed to a deal with JD McKissick? <laughs> and then yeah. JD McKissick backed out? Yep. Well, because they agreed to a deal with JD McKissick, they had to let Levi Wallace walk. If JD McKissick and then J.D. McKissick backed out. If J.D. McKissick doesn't back out, okay, but now that he did, they could have re-signed Levi. That's the point I'm making about the cap space, which is now maybe in a situation like that, you could keep a guy you didn't think you'd be able to keep for a little bit of money. Um, I think that's what's going to happen with this kind of space. But they have all their work to do. So I just like did, for example, just to kind of you know promote it so everybody knows, I did my offensive line piece at WGR550.com this week. You know, and we've talked about it, Joe. They have 12 guys under contract, one, one pending free agent. I mean, it's a really good setup. But I'm looking through the O-line, and I'm like, boy, I mean, I'm not suggesting they're going to do this, but 
Ryan Bates played like 13 snaps last year, and he's going to count $7 million <laughs> on the cap. Is that all he played? Now, I love Ryan Bates. He is very, very, very yeah. valuable to this team. Yeah. But it's a catch-22 because if he only plays 13 snaps and you're paying him $7 million next year, but you love the fact that he's only playing 13 snaps because everybody's healthy. You know what I mean? Like, he's the sixth man. And then you have Alec Anderson, who is less than a million, who to me is the next Ryan Bates in that regard because he can play all the interior spots. I mean, things like that I start to think about and say, are there guys around the roster who we're not really thinking about maybe they have to make some decisions on where they could save some money. Yeah, or like you said, maybe there's a guy like, maybe they were planning on, hey, we probably we might have to let Ryan Bates go, and now with $5 million or $6 million more million in space, it's, oh, maybe we can maybe we can hang on right. to him. They'd have right, and I, and I hate to use Ryan Bates because I don't know. I, I just, I'm example. going through the... Yeah. It's a great example because it's a guy who you love having on the team, and you don't think about that until you look at the number and go, what are we getting for our bang for our buck here? Yeah. 80, uh, 8030550 is the phone number. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline heading down to Indy today for the Combine. Okay, so for the prospects and the draft stuff, Sal... We'll see them work out. We'll get 40 times. We'll get overreaction, right? To, I mean, the quarterbacks, yes. this more happens at like hand size, right? Um, what do you expect to hear from Bean especially on, like, draft hints? I don't know that we ever get that. Um, but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll hear reaction mm-hmm. one way or the other on both what the GM says and then what the prospects actually do. Yeah, and again, you know, I think that there are certain areas where we can all identify that the Bills are very interested in. Um, and to me, I just go back to that quote from Brandon Bean at the end of the season of explosive plays, right? I mean, when you talk about explosive plays, what does that mean? Uh, that means, you know, to me, wide receiver, looking at guys like that. Wide receivers, quarterbacks, they don't, they don't go until Saturday. I'll be back, you know, by then here, but they're going to be on the field at that time. They're going to start arriving later in the week. Um, you know, this goes through Sunday really overall that the main meat of everything is going to be the next few days, but you're going to get a few position groups to work out. We'll all be able to see that. It's all obviously on television, things like that. How about defensive linemen though? Uh, they're going to be in this week early and then they're going to, they're the first group on the field, defensive line and linebackers on Thursday, defensive line and linebackers going to work. But again, throughout that time, they're meeting with people, right? They're talking with people here. Here's what's going to happen, Joe, just so you know, though. So everybody be prepared. Okay. We could, you and I should. If we if we took a drink every time this happened, we'd be drunk by the end of the combine, okay? okay? You go to the podium when a guy is there, like this defensive lineman comes up, or whoever it is. Let's just say, yeah. give me a wide receiver, Brian Thomas, right, LSU. Okay. So yeah. Brian Thomas goes up to the podium, whoever it is. I'm just using it as an example. And all it takes is one reporter to say, did you meet with the Eagles yet? And another guy <laughs> goes, did you meet with the Dolphins yet? I say, did you meet with the Bills yet? And literally like 15 minutes of did you meet with comes up. And every time that happens, if we took a drink, yeah. we'd be drunk. It happens all the time. Huh? Might just make more sense to start every press conference with the prospects. <laughs> yes. Hey, here's the t- here's the list of teams I've met with. Yes, to save everybody That's exactly to right. Save everybody ten minutes. And uh, do we really learn anything if they met with that team? Like, think about it. Like, you're gonna meet with pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you get a certain amount of what you know what I mean. Like a certain amount of time, certain amount of. Teams can meet with a certain amount of players, but do we really learn a lot? Because then you have the top 30 visits. They come to your facility. You've, you've already gone to these campuses and talked to a lot of these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you don't meet with somebody, I don't right. know. Like, well, does that ever actually – haven't guys been drafted where they didn't meet with <laughs> yes. them too? We're like, oh, I yes, didn't expect to be yes. drafted there because I never met – I think this was – Travis Kelsey, I think, told a story uh, recently about this, how 
he the 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 Chiefs were on the clock and he was getting a call and he thought it must have been the Steelers or whoever was next because he never even met with Kansas City and the <laughs> right. Chiefs the Chiefs were the ones that took him so and then there's other times where I think you know I think I remember Brandon being a few years ago I don't remember the prospect. But Brandon Bean, the Bills drafted somebody, and he goes, you know, we didn't have a chance to meet with him at the Combine, but we brought him in for a top 30 visit here. Like, that happens. Yep. All right, Sal. So, Indianapolis. And Joe, how long a flight is Indianapolis? Uh, well, you can't, it's hard to get there direct from Buffalo. So right, it's, okay. uh, it's not far, so I have a little bit of a layover, but a short layover. So, like I said, I'll get there early this afternoon, kind of hustle over. We'll get everything all set for Sean McDermott and um, have that ready. But it's normally probably only about a – Hour and a half, I guess, maybe. Okay. Kind of flight. That's not bad. Right, normally? Yeah, that's, that's See, nothing. There's not many directs, though, from Buffalo to Indy, I'll tell you that. Yeah. If All right. any. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sal, so enjoy uh, safe travels, and we will talk once you're there. All right, you got it. Thanks. Sal Capaccio heading down to the Combine. Coverage of the NFL Combine on WGR is brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Fast, sustainable weight loss, then free support for life. Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Dot com and by Outlet Liquor, when you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Tim, if you're on hold through the break, I'll take your call coming up next because I'm not really that unserious when I talk about the Justin Jefferson trade rumor that we had over the weekend. I think it could be real that he would get traded. Um, you know, if that's the case, 32 teams call and your odds aren't that great, but, you know. It's it's a very interesting situation in Minnesota because they don't have a quarterback. They have the number one receiver in football, and he can basically he can basically have all the leverage in the world over them because of that. If he uh, wants all that money, eight zero three zero five fifty is the phone number. Paul coming up at nine. We'll talk Sabers then, and we have time for your phone calls here on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Cousins one time a ring. 
but I'm not trying to change the media. I know it's going to be like this or whatever when I leave. But I just truly just feel like I'm just misunderstood as, as a player, as a person. And, and, you know, it gets frustrating because anything I say, anything I do, it gets magnified times 10. I'm classified as a diva. I want the ball and this and that, blah, blah, blah. When, honestly, it's the other way around. You see me getting upset on the sideline, and you automatically think it's about targets. No, no. What if, what if I'm holding my players accountable? What if I'm the guy that pushes everybody in the locker room, makes people uncomfortable to try to better themselves for the team? What if I'm that guy? A.J. Brown. Are all-star receivers... Being talked about in trade rumors? Let's let's list the receivers that are not being listed in trade rumors that are uh, elite wide receiver ones. Go ahead. Let's, let's, let's see. Tyreek Hill. Okay. Although, he's been tweeting about his teammate, Jalen Waddell, being involved in, te- in right. trade rumors. Who's a f- potentially future wide receiver one. Right. I guess Jamar Chase has not. Hmm. I'm just saying. I think that's it. <laughs> the Diggs ones are not real to me, but Diggs. There's Adam Rank this morning. He's got uh, trades that should happen this offseason at NFL.com. There's Stefan Diggs' name. He's also got Brandon Ayuk's name. Brandon Ayuk's an elite receiver that is being talked about in trade rumors. Justin Jefferson, as I just mentioned. There's a, there's a rumor about him from the weekend. Devontae Adams in uh, Vegas. He's been the subject of rumors. Now A.J. Brown. Who would you consider like the Texans wide receiver one? Nobody's Nico Collins. About- well, they're talking about him in a contract. Oh, okay. So you, you wait one week. <laughs> wait one week. And if Nico Collins hasn't signed a contract, it's, hmm, could the Texans trade? Ne- are we just bored? Is that what we are? We're just bored? So we just input receiver name into trade room. I mean, I guess Brown is talking there. I don't know. 803 is the phone number. Let's get connected with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online, NorthtownKia.com. Tim and Dallas. What's up, Tim? Hey, I'm good. Good morning. If I'm Brandon Bean, I'm going to ask you, hey, what is this going to come? What type of price tag, man? We're trying to acquire the best receiver in the NFL. You're talking about Jefferson? So, yeah, Jefferson. What is that going to, How is that going to affect us price-wise? I mean, it's going to cost giving him the biggest contract a receiver's ever had. And it's probably going to cost you multiple first-round picks, at least. Right. Exactly. That's a no-no for me right now because, like we, someone just said, we needed a rush at the end. And then also we need a receiver. So uh, I think during a receiver's draft, I wouldn't you know, pay a, pay a high price tag for Jefferson. Not that I don't like it, but it's just going to come with too much – Yep. Yep. No. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Tim. I mean, it'll be the most expensive trade they've ever done. No doubt, it would absolutely be that. But I don't know. He's the best receiver in the league. I mean, I know it's gonna cost everything to do. But if he ever became available, someone's gonna do it. And again. I will be I'm willing to talk about this because I do think there's enough logic to link Minnesota's situation and his contract being up and just it doesn't really I mean the money if the money is there and he likes it there and he wants to be a viking for life you know some guys are like that Larry Fitzgerald right maybe different different media space probably 15 years ago 
But were there Larry Fitzgerald trade rumors every year because he was one of the best wide receivers that we've ever seen and he never had a good quarterback? He had a good quarterback for like what? Five of his 15, 20 years in Arizona? Some guys are like that. They just want to be a Cardinal for life. They want to be a Viking for life. Um, But a lot of guys are not like that. And if you're not like that, what does Justin Jefferson have to look at here? Well, I've got a team that's on the way down that's about to lose its starting quarterback that is going to have to start over at the quarterback position, does not have the draft capital to fix that problem immediately. So I am signing up to venture into the wilderness with my franchise, hoping that they will land on a a good quarterback, a great quarterback, a franchise guy, before I'm 32. And you that's risky. You don't know how long it'll take. We know that. Look how long it took the Bills. Look how long it took Miami even just to find Tua. The Packers, I guess it doesn't take very long. The Packers just go one after the other after the other. But it can take a while. And I would understand why Jefferson would be hesitant to re-up with Minnesota or why he would be telling them, which is this is kind of what the story is from the weekend, that Minnesota doesn't want to fully guarantee him a contract after the first year of the deal. And Jefferson wants like a fully guaranteed contract. But that's from the Minnesota perspective. Do we know that Jefferson just wants a fully guaranteed contract no matter what from anybody? Or if he's basically telling Minnesota, this is the deal for you because you're asking me to play, you know, the, the, you're, the throw a dart with you for the next five years hoping that we land on a guy to throw me the football. And he would know, I, I could be the, one of the best receivers ever. But not if you can't figure out how to get someone that can throw me the football. So I think there's enough credibility and logic to the idea for him that a trade would happen. But it's it's tough. It's tough. It's going to cost you two first-round picks, I think, at least. It's going to cost more on top of that. It's going to cost a $35-plus million contract a year. But, hey, listen. Brandon Bean is aggressive. He is a cap wizard. He respects the importance of a number one wide receiver. And he's already made a trade similar to this with the same team before. It's a super version of that because Jefferson is way better than Diggs was when he was in Minnesota and he's younger and yeah, there's a lot more to it, but it's worth, it's, it's worth mentioning. I think at the very least, man, if I'm, it really is an interesting idea to me though, because If I am Minnesota, the only way I'm trading him is if I am using him to get my quarterback. That's the only way I'm doing it. So teams like the Bills, teams like the Chiefs, teams like whoever, whoever's picking up the phone to call me about my generational wide receiver, you got to have a top 10 pick or I, I can't talk to you. Like no offense, Kansas City, no offense, Bills, no offense, whoever else would be interested that's like a a great team. Cincinnati, I don't know. That one doesn't really work, does it? Although he could reunite with Jamar Chase. The LSU days, oh, I don't want to do that. 
That'd be terrifying. See, you've spoken is, it into existence. And I'm almost. I'm afraid of him being available. I don't want him in the AFC. Nate said this last hour, and I would agree with him. He's the most valuable non-quarterback in the sport. And I don't want him in the conference. I don't want him going to another contender. That would that would be ultra terrifying. What about a world where Okay, so the 49ers are having their issues with Brandon Ayuk. What yep. if they swap, they swap with the Vikings and just say, "Hey, one for one, you're having issues with yours, we're having issues with ours. Let's see if we can work out a deal with the opposite." I don't know if that really makes much sense, but you never know. Yeah, what's Minnesota doing with Ayuk then, though? Right. I mean, it's basically yeah. the same situation. They'd have to just move him, too. I mean, I guess they could. With, with San Francisco, it's a little more favorable, but at the same time, you still don't mm-hmm. really have anything. You're not sure what you have in Brock Purdy, really. And is Justin Jefferson going to want to play with Brock Purdy? This is our, extend, our extended coverage of wide receiver idea of the day because we did ha- I did happen to make the wide receiver of the day the best wide receiver in the world. Hey, the, at least the good news is a rumor about Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Brandon Ayuk. Who's next? I had one listener just tweet in that uh, uh, C.D. Lamb is someone they haven't heard rumors on. I don't know that I've heard rumors, but I do know that on TV last week and two weeks ago, they were talking about Lamb's brother demanding on Twitter, that Dak get traded out of Dallas. Wasn't it his so, mom, too? And his mom, right. CeeDee Lamb's, CeeDee Lamb's family is like after Dak Prescott on Twitter. So, again, no rumors on Lamb yet, but he doesn't have a contract. Just you wait. Maybe this is just something we do. We just get bored in the offseason, and wide receiver trades kind of, you could kind of talk it into existence. So we just, we do it. All these receivers, though, that are in the rumor mill are just pushing Stephon Diggs further down the uh, the headline sheet. So imagine if we're looking at all these rumors and it's like, oh, like this could never happen or anything. And GMs are actually having these like legit conversations. It's kind of like a boy who cried wolf situation where it's like, no, 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 these are actually happening. It's like, yeah, sure, it happens, whatever. Like it happens every off season. But what if, like, all of these conversations are actually happening? That'd be pretty crazy, right? Like, yeah. imagine if every wide receiver one that's being talked about had a new home next year. That would be, like, NBA-level stuff, like, trade-wise, which I think would be probably kind of good for the NFL, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, having some of your premier players having new homes with better quarterbacks or sometimes in worse quarterback situations. Like, I, I don't know. I just think that'd be kind of interesting. Not that I want, you know, digs traded or whatever, but I do – think it'd be interesting to see like cd lamb with the eagles and aj brown with the cowboys like how would mm-hmm. they do on opposite situations i am uh i'm putting a poll up justin jefferson to the bills which segment doesn't fit better wide receiver idea of the day or let's get stupid maybe it's both let's go to cj in buffalo hey cj hey guys hey i know we're talking a, a lot about like how much it would cost for jefferson and maybe most obviously multiple first and maybe something else uh to top it off, but why not just trade up for the, with the Bears, for example, and that number nine and give up two firsts and two thirds if you're willing to do that much and not have to pay that much for the receiver that your quarterback is going to make better anyway. We've seen Brandon Bean draft receivers later, and they they come out okay, but why not get somebody that's top tier, top first or second round that really helps out 
as opposed to giving up so much capital and hurting our cap even more, especially with Bob Miller on there. I know you can change some things, but you'll be pushing these guys down the road. You're kind of like hurting yourself long-term with the cap and being desperate, kind of like you did with the Bob Miller. Then he gets hurt or Justin Jefferson gets hurt. That's just one player when you can really help yourself by saying, let's do this in the draft. Let's let the cap get a little better. we got a bunch of aging players, not on offense, but definitely on defense. And we have to have a little turnover on that side. Mm-hmm. The different, the one difference would be obviously he's ten years younger than Vaughn, right? Like you might expect that he would rehab from an injury like that a lot easier. But your your point, your point's valid. But I don't want to go all in on that because the best move they've made at that position that was Diggs, right? Diggs cost a lot of money. They they well, I guess. The first contract he had with the Bills was actually pretty good. But it was still over $10 million bucks a year, and then they had to pay him more after the fact. Yeah, no, I get it. But listen, they I don't think they're at a point yet where we need to be talking about this. It's fun, but here's where they would be. This is why they should have already drafted a wide receiver, and it's vital that they do now and they hit on it. Because here's the thing. Two years ago, had they drafted a wide receiver and the guy missed, they'd know and they could take another swing at it. Or they would have hit on it and we wouldn't be in this situation where there's this desperation to draft a wide receiver. They might already have the guy in the building or you would know. You would have the, the prior knowledge of, okay, we still need to find that Diggs replacement for down the road. They, I think they're going to draft the guy. First or second round. And the odds tell you, based on the recent draft success of picking receivers, it'll probably work. The guy will probably be very good. But every draft class, there is a Quinton Johnston, there is a Traylon Burks, there is a Nikhil Harry, right? There's a guy that a team expects to be the future number one, to be the immediate number two, and he doesn't really do it. Andy Isabella, who was on the Bills last year, was a second-round pick by the Cardinals. They probably thought... This guy's going to be our number two wide receiver. And he wasn't. If the Bills draft one and the guy doesn't hit, the next talk, the next discussion is probably if Diggs continues to decline, well, now you might have to make another Diggs Diggs trade. You might have to make a Brandon Ayuk trade. uh, A Jefferson trade is on another level. But a Nico Collins trade. You, You might have to do something like that. 8030550 is the phone number. Time out here when we get to the 9 o'clock hour. We'll have Paul Hamilton uh, and we'll talk some Sabres. Sabres and Hurricanes last night. Sabres win to get their first three game win streak of the season. Stay tuned. This is WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Giving away some more tickets at 716-221-4WGR. Caller 5 wins a pair of tickets to see Jelly Roll. At KeyBank Center on October 6th. Tickets go on sale Friday, March 1st at 10 a.m. 
at Ticketmaster.com. Tickets are courtesy of Live Nation. I can rule one game out for what the home opener will be next year. will not be October 6th because Jelly Roll will be at the arena. 8030550 is the phone number. Paul Hamilton joins the show coming up next. Sabres win their first three-game win streak of the season. It took till February, but they played, I thought, very well. And they are still, though, 11 points out of a playoff spot. Now, this is going to sound very Bills droughty. Hey, if we get this, 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 and this to all happen, then you're in it. I'll just throw out there. If you want to be the ultimate optimist, the Sabres, who are 12 points back of the Red Wings, they do still play the Red Wings three more times. So you do the math in your head, what that would mean if they won all in regulation. Paul comes up next on the show. Jeremy is off today. It's Jeremy and Joe here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.